0: Welcome to another episode of the Finding Hope Podcast from Rogue Retreat. Podcast hosting service is Anchor.fm. You can hear this podcast on many providers such as Stitcher, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Music courtesy of Jason Shaw. And now, we continue with the latest episode of Finding Hope. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Finding Hope podcast episode number 43. We have Matt boda here with us, and we have uh, Mr. Janish, (laughs) Chris Janish, here also. And he's going to be our victim this week. And I'm very happy about this, but uh, we'll let Matt Bodostrauss start out the festivities.
1: All right. Well, um, Chris, thank you for um, agreeing to be a part of our podcast today. Um, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well. I'm really excited to be here.
1: Yeah, we're, we're excited to have you. And so, um, and so I know that you've um, kind of messed around with some of the podcasts before. And so um, kind of the idea behind Finding Hope was a way for us to be able to help collect stories just to kind of build awareness about the work of Rogue Retreat, but then also what we started doing was also really kind of try, trying to shine a light on the folks that are working with Rogue Retreat and helping make our mission possible. And, um, and of all the people that are working here, um, you probably have the longest-standing relationship with the majority of staff members and contractors that we have. So I'm wondering if you could kind of maybe start us out with tell us how you came to know Rogue Retreat.
2: Well, uh, so I'm 22 years old, so I was born in 1997, and Rugger Tree started in 98, but Set Free, which is Pastor Chad's um, church, started in 97. Um, so my mom started going there when she was pregnant with me, and uh, I've so I've grown up going to Set Free, and I've known Chad, and when they had painting days with the uh, Riverside Apartments, I was there, and we... I remember demoing walls and I was probably eight years old, but, but I was, I was there. And, uh, and then my mom used to babysit uh, Heather, um, Heather's daughter, Grace. So, uh, oh, so I've just, I've just been around a long time. Um,
0: so you've been part of the Rogue uh, Retreat family from oh, conception, you might say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah um, so Chad was um, talking about some of the stuff that they used to do um, in Roger retreat and set freeze early days um with like even um doing um street ministry and from my understanding you used to volunteer to help with some of that stuff too
2: yeah well uh i uh, i used to i remember after church we would go and we would get a uh, whatever a 24 pack of water and some ice and put it in a cooler and maybe some sodas too and just go walk around downtown and offer people offer people people a free cold drink um and i i don't know i w- i was probably 11 or 12 when we were doing that yeah that that's
1: amazing so um yeah you you, you have more institutional memory of this organization than the than the majority of us so that is quite amazing to be able to hear that long standing relationship and um and your mom used to be a board member for Treat. is that right
2: mhm yeah she was a she was a part of the board for a, for a while
1: yeah quite quite a number of years um so it's kind of a family tradition to um support this work
2: mhm definitely
1: yeah, and so you're 22 now. So what does your life look like today?
2: Well, I, uh, I with a business partner, run a creative agency. Okay. So we build websites, do social media, photo, video, all that kind of digital marketing, high tech stuff. Um, and then I'm helping Rogue Retreat as well, which I'm super excited to be doing.
1: Yeah, um, we're super excited to have you. Can you talk a little bit about what you've been doing with Rogue Retreat and kind of what, like, I know that you've been working a lot with even the life skills videos because of COVID shutting us down. From being able to meet in person, you've been helping um, bring us into the new century with um, being able to get our life skills um, placed on video so that we can share it with participants.
2: Yeah, well, that's, def- that's definitely been a priority here. As I- I've only been um, with Rogue Retreat, you know, almost a month, but the life skills and being able to bring some connectiveness back in, um, moving them to video, and just being able to to connect people again where where that was such a big connectiveness before that was just lost with people having to social distance and not have big meetings and everything like that. So that's been really cool to be able to put those together. Um, I'm working with Susan really closely, um, figuring out who's going to be in each episode and and then putting out an episode every week. That's exciting.
1: You know, um, a lot of folks probably don't realize this, but when COVID-19 hit and um, 12-step meetings stopped and everybody had to go into social isolation, A lot of people with um, both mental health and addiction issues suffered greatly from that. So um, you were providing a link to those people to help kind of bring them out of that isolation. So thank you so much for that.
0: And I'm also very happy that you're involved uh, with helping to to promote. He tried to say (laughs) finding hope podcast, and I'm very happy uh, to be here and have you doing. Uh, that aspect. And of course, you're also involved in the marketing committee meeting that we
1: have. Yep. Yeah. um, Chris, you're also helping us with the website and all those kind of pieces. Um, And so can you, um, if there was a a company out there that was interested in, um, in kind of looking at you and your company for services, what kind of things would um, you promote out there to them that they might not know that they need help with?
2: Well, I think the biggest thing that that we really are are pushing because we just feel that we can really help with it is social media and whether that's coaching or management. um, And there's just a whole, a whole spectrum of ways that we can help, but I think it's so important to, uh, to, for businesses to be able to connect with their customers, especially with COVID, but even without that um, extending that experience that you create for your customers when they come into your business, extending that to being online.
1: Yeah. And and that um, and to those of us that don't really live full time in the marketing realm, that can can sound rather confusing um, because a lot of us don't even know what our messaging and branding should even look like. Yeah,
2: definitely. Um, I know a lot of the times we don't we don't bill or anything for like creating a branding package, but we end up kind of bootstrapping a, a, a package together as we're working on other stuff for the client just to just to get it so that they have that kind of framework to work within.
0: And I have a feeling that a lot of times with respect to businesses that oftentimes people don't know what they want.
2: That's definitely true, Stan. Um, a lot of times it takes sitting down and, and just kind of going over what, what the business does have going and then what, what uh, would really benefit them um, to, to be able to realize all the possibilities that are there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, you've also been working on another project for us for, um, for our thrift shop. Um, what's the process like for making a video for, um, for a thrift shop or for, um, for any kind of story that you're trying to tell out there, what kind of process are you going through with them over there?
2: Yeah. Well, when we look at doing video, we really look at two like styles. And there's like the talking head style, which is like what we're doing for the life skills series, Um, that's pretty basic. I just set up a camera and then edit it together and just kind of convey what the person is saying. Um, But then the second style is where it gets a lot more complicated um, and that's a scripted video. So with that, we kind of sat down and we outlined goals that we wanted to to achieve with the video and then uh, wrote a script for that and then um, had a voiceover recording recorded of um, the voiceover that will play over the video. And then from that point, we were able to go in and create a shot list. So we mapped out every shot and what it symbolizes and how it's going to interact and how it helps um, get the message across. And then that's the point that we are right now. And then we're working on scheduling shoot times to, to actually film the the video. Um, but that's the hard part. Now, now the rest of it is just, it's like baking from a menu now where, or baking from a, from a recipe where coming up with the recipe is the hard part. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, um, I was watching um, just kind of the back and forth work that you and Phil were doing with each other, and I was extremely impressed with the, um, the storyline that you guys came up with um, for everything. I think um, it's, it's quite impressive to be able to see that kind of thought process go into that because even for myself, um, oftentimes when I'm listening to advertising and whatnot, I never think about the work that goes on behind the scenes to be able to craft that message. And so um, it's been eye-opening to see um, how important that really is.
0: Now, how did you get interested? I mean, we talked about how you got involved with Rogue Retreat, but how did you get interested in doing what you're doing in terms of doing video and, you know, mixing all this stuff, video and audio and all this kind of stuff? How did you get interested in that?
2: Well, we're, we have to go pretty far back to when I think I was probably like 13 years old and I wanted to have a YouTube channel. I wanted to be a YouTuber. Um, so I, I got, I just had a webcam I think on my computer or maybe it wasn't even my computer, but I started like making YouTube videos about Nerf guns and just like talking about Nerf guns. And, and that really gave me that, that stepping stone to get into it, which is a, it's kind of a, a weird place to start. But then at that point I, uh, I noticed that that asset free, no one was recording the services and there was no, um, there was no digital aspect to it. So I asked Chad if I could record the services and post them. So I started doing that, um, Right, right in there when I was, when I was making YouTube videos. Um, You
1: started recording set free services at about the age of 13?
2: Yeah, I, I, I couldn't, I, am not sure exactly how old I was, but it was definitely before high school. Um, And you could probably not really hear him very well. And it was just a camera in the back of the room. And, uh, but, but the, the idea was there. And then I went from there. um, And when I was right before I turned 16, um, I responded to a Craigslist ad for a company called Taylor rock sports that oh, yes. broadcasts high school sports locally. Oh yeah. Um, and I had no experience talking or, or, and my only camera experience was I said, Hey, I run the camera for my church. <laughs> uh, and, and they said, Oh, well you, you're hired. Uh, so I started just, uh, just running a camera for football games. And then it was even just a couple of weeks after I was doing that, that they said, Oh, we can't find a second person to do color commentary. Uh, on this soccer game so you're gonna have to do color commentary and oh wow <laughs> and I was like oh I don't know if I can do that but but I showed up and it was it was really bad I didn't have any idea what I was doing but <laughs> that was my first time calling you know commentating over a game and then um, then I,
1: that while it was live
2: yeah yeah okay. so that's live broadcast um, luckily wow. though um, Dave the, the guy I was broadcasting with is amazing and knows soccer super well. And he was able to, to cover for me. I mean, I still think no one, no one, I couldn't fool anyone into thinking that I knew what I was talking about, but, um, but he, he made the broadcast still professional, but then I've, I've uh, been with them six years. Um, and with COVID, we had to scrap the whole spring season and everything. Um, and fall looks pretty, pretty sketchy as well, if we're going to be able to do any broadcasting, but that's been, um, I got a lot of chops there of doing video stuff and uh, I'll record a lot of their ads as well um, from their sponsors and added that. And then probably two years ago, I, uh, I started my own uh, creative agency, which is giant house. Oh, Uh, terrific.
1: uh, uh, Do you have a website?
2: Yeah. So it's gianthouse.com, but house is spelled H U A S.
1: Okay.
0: Well, that's different.
2: Awesome
1: that is amazing. Um, so really, I mean, it just kind of started as a dream of wanting to be a YouTuber and just kind of evolved into a career for you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I just, I love, I love doing all the stuff around it. And especially like getting to work with an organization like River Retreat that my work's actually impacting people and, and doing work for good, not just for myself is really fulfilling.
1: Yeah. You know, when you can find um, a way to align both meeting your mates, ba- meeting your needs, but then also meeting the needs of the community. Usually it's a win-win. Um,
0: and, of course, when you enjoy what you do, that's very important. And, and making a difference is just icing on the cake.
1: Yeah. Um, so, Chris, I got another question for you, a little bit different. Um, so you, I mean, you were involved with Roger Tree literally from infancy. And so you've seen the organization grow from really just a dream to what it is today. What's it like now um, stepping into Rogue Tree to help with taking over these marketing functions and really developing these marketing functions for us um, to see the organization as the size it is now and the work that it's doing now versus when it was just starting?
2: Well, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy because even a couple months ago when uh, – so I just got married a um, month and a half ago and Chad officiated my wedding – um, and and as we were going through premarital counseling he said oh we might have some work for you at rug retreat if you're interested and i said yeah for sure but i i didn't even have any idea to the point that rug retreat had grown um yeah probably the last time i was i really like checked in with rug retreat was right when uh, hope village was starting um,
1: yeah i think we got you over there to do some drone shots mm-hmm.
2: for us yeah so i so i was i i was there for that but then even that was two years ago and I just didn't have any idea the scale that Rogue Retreat was at now because um, I remember it, like I said earlier, when it was at Riverside or even before the, it had an office. Um, and I remember Heather having the only office at Riverside um, <laughs> <like> above, the, <laughs> above the room, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's definitely been, been super cool to see that it's, that it's a, a full-fledged organization now that, that it's helping so many people.
1: Absolutely. You know, um, even as, um, having been working here for the past couple of years when a lot of this growth has taken place, I still have to pinch myself just to see, to just step back and realize the scale of everything that it's grown to. But, um, you know, it's also a testament of doing the work that was intended for us to do and helping others that um, it just keeps growing and there's more needs to do um, and to fulfill. Um, do you feel that when you come here, I know that when Stan first came here, his first day, we had him with Harold. Um, and, um, and as he can listen, so he can listen to some of the case management sessions and kind of get a feel for the culture of road retreat. Do you still feel that family connection, um, from like that, from when you were a kid?
2: Yeah, no, I really do. I think that, um, as an organization, it scaled really quickly here in the past couple of years, but it scaled really well. Um, and I've had people that I've only met one time, but I'll be walking past them in the parking lot and be like, Oh, Hey Chris. Um, yeah. and it's, it's super cool to have that. Um, in such a short amount of time um, that I've only, you know, been here a little bit less than a month and that, that I'm already building those connections and just seeing that there is that community and that everyone's here to support each other.
0: Yeah. It blows me away because I, as uh, I've mentioned several times, I started here on July 11th of, um, you know, over a little over a year ago. And I, I just, okay, I was wondering how things are going to work, if they were going to work, and in what capacity, because I've been in situations where things didn't exactly work the way I had envisioned, or, you know, but, but things have, and it just totally blows me away, and it is such a family atmosphere.
1: Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, that's, I've I, had the privilege of getting to serve on the board at one point in time before I was ever a staff member. And, you know, there is just a feeling when you walk into Robert Treat of being welcomed and being, being able to come as you are. And it's just, it, it's refreshing to be able to be in a place like this for sure. Um, so Chris, we talked a bit about um, your background and how you got to know Treat. Um You were literally born into this work and then um, kind of how you became interested in doing the marketing and video design. What do you do for fun?
2: well i have a i have a little mini australian shepherd named indy and uh, me and my wife kylie just love taking him everywhere um we will take him to the dog park or out to the river and that's like that's our favorite thing to do is just see him get to run around um, but yeah. then we also have a uh, we also have paddle boards um that we take out to to the lakes pretty often and she's actually kylie's with one of her friends right now over in klamath falls um, at, uh, Spring Creek, um, enjoying the paddle boards. Um, but that's, that's what, that's what we do for fun. And then I also play basketball, but I haven't been able to with COVID.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, COVID's kind of shut a lot of stuff down this year. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
2: Uh,
1: Um, so I remember when, um, a couple years ago when you met me and Alex out at um, Village to do some drone shots, um, and you were talking about, um, taking your drone up on Table Rock Road and wrecking it um do you um still take your drone out and fly it around
2: yeah i do not as much as uh not as much as i used to yeah um, um did you, you ever yeah get into i uh, racing? what was that
1: did you ever get into drone racing or anything
2: no no so that's a that's a different kind of drone um and i don't uh have the capital or time to invest <laughs> in that <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: No. And so, um, Chris, thank you again for just being here with us and and doing this. Um, you know, as we get to work with you more and more, it becomes apparent that you have a lot of skills that, um, that can take you lots of places. What is your vision for your career?
2: That's a, that's a, a tough question and something that I think I ask myself a lot and that my wife asks me a lot, um, as we're trying to, you know, plan the next 40, 60 years of our lives. Um, but I don't have a North star vision um, for, for where I'll be in 10, 20 years or anything. Um, I think I'm really enjoying um, what I'm doing now and I would love to, to scale. um, But I want to scale in so many directions that it's, it's, it's hard for me to, to put a, a finger on any certain area. Um,
0: is getting getting your focus is that the tough part is trying to find a focus of where you want to be because you're so excited about what
1: you're
2: doing i think that's part of it but i think that i uh i'm pretty i'm never content but i'm also so grateful for everything that i have and to be doing everything that i'm doing um that most of the time i'm just thinking oh i just want to keep doing this and keep Keep you know progressing and keep um, moving forward, but I don't have a a big goal that I'm moving forward towards. It's just at each at each task that I'm doing, improving myself, and and at each thing that I'm doing, just just moving forward with that. Where it's not so much as a as a big overlying goal.
0: See, I can identify with that because uh, for me, you know, I can never, I can only, I really identify because I think. I want to doing this. I want to be doing that. And it's hard to, you know, get, get things in focus. And I'm really happy. And I'm happy it was my idea to have you in here
2: today. Yes. <laughs> Great idea. yes thank you for, thank you for inviting me.
1: <clears throat> and so Chris, if there was a company out there or an organization or a local campaign or whoever it might be that was interested in, um, in kind of getting some of your assistance with um, these services, how would they get in touch with you?
2: Well, they can email me. It's Chris at giant and that's giant house, um, spelled the house is spelled H U I S or you can just go to our website as well. And we're on Instagram and Facebook and everything like that. Um, cause I always, I always feel like if you're a cold email is fine, but if you, I always want it when I'm reaching out to a company, look at their website and look at some of their resources to get a better idea of who they are before.
0: Now I have to ask you, what was your idea for spelling that in the way that you did? Because it is a little bit different.
2: So it's a I wish there was a better um a better reason uh around it. Um there's not a great. We wanted it to just be a little bit different. Me and my business partner are both of German descent, so the Haas is a little bit of a oh. um of a German spelling. Um, it's not, it doesn't directly translate or anything It certainly um, has a German enunciation to it Yes. So yeah. that's, that's part of it But that's not even That's not even the, the main thing but, but a house or a creative house is a uh, Or a agency okay. So it's kind of giant house But giant house would be too uh, Too general of a term For a, for a company name Gotcha. Um so we just made it a little bit different and put our own spin on it. You no, know, I have to ask
0: because I'm probably being different. <laughs> yeah, but I have to ask, what was the do you what is your
2: logo? What does that look like? So we don't we've thought about uh doing a a spider logo, but we feel like that's kinda too aggressive. So it's just a a, a brand mark that's just our name. Um so it's just it's giant house and the giant is in bold and then the the house part of it is, uh, in a light font. Oh, Traffic.
1: Sounds great. Um, so Chris, I know that we're, um, we're going to be coming to the end of our show here soon. And so I kind of want to volley this question to you because I like to finish most um, interviews by asking this question. Um, you're, you're a man of faith. You've done a lot of ministry. You've um, worked with Robert retreat and helped volunteer here. And so you've seen people from all walks of life and are really probably all sorts of different conditions. When you encounter somebody today, based on your experience, um, that is literally a place where they've lost hope. Um, what is your message to them?
0: Get some every time. <laughs> I know there's usually
1: always silence after that.
2: Question. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I think I'm still, I'm still kind of identifying that, that message. Um, But I think that it is just that there's, there is a reason to have hope. There's, there's, it's never too late. It's never too far gone. Um, I've, I've met so many people that have been in those really bad situations that have been able to come out of them and be stronger and be um, so resilient from that. And um, so I just think that that's the, it's kind of a, I don't know. I feel like that's a generic message that to still have hope and to keep, keep fighting through. But, but I think that's just, that's the only thing that you can do. Um, and of course, turn your, turn your um, eyes to the sky and have faith in, in the Lord. Um, but, but it's just, you just have to have to keep positive and keep going. Absolutely.
1: You know, one of the things I found is that faith and hope for me are oftentimes interconnected. Um, mm-hmm. I have to make sure that those two are aligned. Otherwise, um, I become out of balance. Um, so, Chris, um, again, thank you so much for um, taking the time to be here with us today. Um, it's an honor to get to work with you. Um, we're excited that you're also helping with getting these podcasts also published over to YouTube before us. Um, I think it's going to help with the reach of this podcast. And also um, I'm excited that you've helped um, kind of take over coordinating the um, social media posting for us because there are so many different programs with over that have pages. Um, I feel like you're here at the right time and it's an honor to be able to get to be able to, um, to share your story and to get to brag about you through this podcast.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Stan and Matt both for having me here. Um,
0: By the way, I do have a question because, um, because I just do. <laughs> is there do you want both because you know you have the ability to send the audio only or the video also but the, I'm not going to be editing the video but <laughs> yeah, be I could do the that. audio but anyway <laughs> do you want both ones or do you just want me to send the audio or
2: how do you want to work this uh, I think in the future we'll start doing both but for right now, just the audio.
0: Okay, just let me know when, because that way I can get them from Zoom because I don't normally, I try not to get the video unless I need to have it for someone else mm-hmm. because I can't play the video with one of those programs that I use. And so kind of like videos sort of wasted on stand. For, for obvious reason If I have to explain them Then you've got more problems than I realize <laughs> But anyway and So they- I guess <clears throat> I guess I could take us home so to speak
1: Alright just don't drive us
0: <laughs> Oh why not Because I think we should have another video With me in in one of the Vans like we had before
1: you know, honestly, with um, with Chris here, I think that would be a great way to do a promotional video. On one of our
0: yeah, videos. I think I think we should. And, and have it a block away, and you can talk about, you know, uh, look you how far, far Stan got. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Without, uh, I have really, I have thoroughly enjoyed this, and uh, this concludes Finding Hope episode 43 and thank you Chris oh gosh Chris Janish for uh, guiding us through this and we've really enjoyed talking uh, to you for this half hour or so I think I can I think Matt joins me in that
1: I, I absolutely agree it's been a pleasure Chris okay thank you. And All right.
0: have a great week everybody
1: bye everyone